Revelation chapter 2 verse 1 Revelation chapter 2 verse 1 yeah I like it wow. I like it Revelation chapter 2 verse 1 if you are there say I'm there if you are there say wait if you are not there say wait till. unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write these things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Verse 2. Uh-huh. I know thy works. Somebody say, I know thy works. And thy labor. And thy patience. And how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are for they are apostles and are not and has found them liars. Hold on for a minute. Now, this is a message God is giving to a church in Ephesus. And when you look at the text closely, you realize that this is like this looks like a very perfect church. I mean, for a church that Jesus Himself says, I know your works, and what are your works? I know your labor. What are your he said, you have patience. And you have an ability of resisting evil. You have an ability of detecting the presence of evil spirits, the presence of evil men, and you desist them. In other words, you are a group of people who are unwilling to harbor any form of disloyalty in any form. And he says you even have an ability of knowing who is an apostle and who is not an apostle. Is Prophet Michael Felix Azanduna, and I still struggle to know who is a true apostle and who is a false apostle. And let's be honest with ourselves. How many of us can detect a true apostle and a false apostle? But the Bible says that these guys 2,000 years ago could, they just look at you and say, ah, we let, bring the chart. They bring the chart out. They say an apostle should do this. An apostle should be like that. An apostle should carry this. An apostle should plant this. An then I say, you are not an apostle. And Jesus said, yes, it is true. You know how to, to single out who is called and who is not called. We live in a generation, we can't even know who is called and who is not called. And when we meet those who are called, we say that we're And those who are not called, we say that, ah! This is the real man of God. Now this is the kind of church I want to have. But he begins to go, he said, and you have found them to be liars, verse 3. Look at verse 3. And has borne and has patience and for my name's sake you have labored. Ha! He said the whole church, all they did was they, have, they were full-time, full-time apostles full-time church men. They are the kind of people when they come to church in the morning, they close in the evening. And even when they close, they even have midnight meetings, online meetings, and sharing the link. And has not fainted, verse 4. Verse 4. I'm trying to preach. I'm trying to preach. Never tell us. Wow. In fact, I thought Jesus was going to say congratulations, receive the crown of life. He said, never, after all these things, he comes to say, there is still something wrong which I want you to pay attention to. He said, nevertheless, 
I have somewhat. When we say some, something, the word somewhat simply means I have something small. Somewhat means something small. It, it can be quantified. It can be, it's like, you can say, oh, he brought me just one bowl of kinky. Those of you who like, who take four balls, you say, oh, somewhat. Aha. Uh-huh. I have somewhat against thee. And what is that somewhat I have against thee? That thou has left thy first love. Wow. So you mean to say that detecting apostles, knowing who is a real prophet, who is a false prophet, I mean, you, you have patience. You are carrying the healing anointing upon your life. You are laboring and planting churches. You mean you don't have your first love? Wow, that's dangerous. To be able to labor that Jesus said, look, look, you guys have labored more than I did. But there is a problem. In all this labor, you have left the fundamentals. It's a dangerous thing. That in all the prophesying, we can live our first love. That we can be doing all of this ministry, and we are not doing it because we want to please God, but because we want to please men. Am I talking to kingdom leaders tonight? That it is no more about God, and that is where they go to. They go to a point, it was, Prophet, you're welcome. It wasn't about God anymore, it was about themselves. Do you know that there are sometimes as Christians we intentionally give some kinds of offerings in church so that people know that ah uh, you know Prophet Micah is a giver, kingdom financier, supporting them. And we, we in, in the sight of everybody, it looks like ah he's doing well, he's giving, he's helping the ministry flourish. But in my heart, I want them to know that me too, I am not poor. But right after I give, I'm, I, I, I give and I leave and I have to call okay, oh mommy, Lord friend, Am I talking to somebody here? Is the reason prophets who go to Facebook pick details before they enter the meeting? They've already picked all the details just to pro- in order to get what? Labor. Good report. In order for men to have something to say about them that you know what? As for this man of God, he's truly anointed. He carries something upon his life. But Jesus said, nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Verse 5. And then I'll show you what I'm about to talk to you about. Verse 5. Remember. Somebody say remember. Remember. Somebody say remember. Remember therefore from whence thou hast fallen. Already he's telling them you know where you fell. He didn't say from how you fell. He said you know where. You know when. Do you understand? So you know that I fell, sometimes when we backslid, we know where, where we backslid. Isn't that true? That you can even know that, ah, it was during last year, um, um, Valentine's Day, you know, I was, uh, hey! No, am I preaching? I'm not preaching. You know, so he said that, remember, therefore, whence thou hast fallen. In other words, while they were doing all these things, they knew. They knew where the mistake was coming from. They knew that it was a certain sister they brought into their life. So they knew when they fell. And Jesus said, remember and go back. It is a hard thing to have a whole church, a whole man of God, decide that I'm going back to where I left off. Listen, in this life, eh, it doesn't matter how far you have gone, if you're on the wrong road, no matter how far you go, you are still going nowhere. 
If you are, it's, it's like that in ministry. A lot of people have lost their way in ministry. They've lost their way. Because you know what? We are. We are trying to achieve something. So we are going. But God is saying, I'm sending you to Tamale. Tamale, what is there? There's no money in Tamale. I will go to Accra. You go to Accra. By the space of one year, you built a cathedral. You know what? As far as you keep going, you are laboring. Ah, Prophet Micah. As soon as he left Sunyane, went to Accra. Look at his church. Ah, the ma- when I'm coming, I'm cruising my land cruiser. Everybody says, say, yes. Now, now I'm cruising my land. This is a prophet. But in the sight of God, you have labored. But look, you, you've, got, you've, not gotten, you've left Tamale. Remember, therefore, from whence thou hast fallen. Tamale is waiting for you. I didn't send you to Accra. People are not called to be prophets. Now they become prophets. Because prophets, they look and say, Ah, so look at this young guy. AFM, he's rich. God has blessed him. Me too, I'll be a prophet. Hey. And God is calling you into a certain kind of ministry. He said, Ah, if I'm not seeing names and date of birth, I'm not a prophet. Remember therefore from whence thou has fallen. And do what? And do the first works. Or else I am coming to do something. What will I do? I will come quickly. Wow. And do what? And remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. Sit down and let me show you something. Are you ready? I'm going to teach in a very short time. I'm going to go with speed. Ah, this is deep. The scripture is deep. You called me out upon the waters, the great on where feed me fill, and then I found in you. David, can you help me? I've forgotten the lyrics. When no sins deep and my faith will stay, and I will call upon. When no sin runs, my soul rests in your embrace. For I am yours, and you are mine. Tonight I'm teaching, Papa said I should teach on kingdom culture. Kingdom culture. Since I'm also a professional teacher in a way, I've been told how to teach. Now, before I, I, I begin to show you, in, I have just four points to show you. But before I begin, what is a kingdom? A kingdom is a jurisdiction that is overseed or in which there is an oversight of a king. So, a kingdom is a jurisdiction, is a land, is a territory with a king. So there is no kingdom without a king. Yesterday, Reverend Ernest was talking about, was teaching us about the king. He said, Jesus is the king of kings because he has a kingdom. Are you following me, somebody? Now, what is culture? Ah, what is culture? Hey, who is talking? Because we learned it in school. Hey, don't look down. Don't look down. Look at me. 
when the teacher was teaching you were dozing off in class now when we talk about culture we are talking about basically we are talking about the way of life of a group of people in a place in a territory am i talking to somebody here and so when we say the culture of the people of Brekum, we are talking about the fact that the people of Brekum have a way of life and the culture has to do with the dressing the language the food the music the dance and any other thing that distinguishes one group of people from another am i talking to somebody here now with that said the kingdom of god has a culture am i talking to somebody here there is how things are done in this kingdom The kingdom of God has a culture and this culture is not simply just a way of life. It is a life on its own. So it is not just about how you dress. That is why it is not just enough for you to dress. God also goes beyond looking at the outward appearance to look at the heart. So I can say to somebody, I love you, but behind it in my heart is actually, I hate you. So it's not just a way of life, but it is a life where God goes beyond what is seen to look for what is not seen. Am I talking to somebody here? Now, within this particular kingdom, there are, there are things God expects us to know and there are things God expects us to do. There, is, there are things we know and there are things we do. Are you, are you following me here, somebody? Now, the reason we, we study the Bible is because we study the Bible to know in order to do. We learn about the scriptures to know in order to do. So Paul said, thou hast known my doctrine and thou hast known my way of life. So there is a speech and there is a doing. Are you following me somebody? Now, I came to find out that after many years of, of the church being around, a lot of things have been thrown away. These days, pastors don't even fast again. Because we say that, oh, you know, this day fasting is not important. It's just about the state of your heart. You have built churches. You have prophesied. You see, you have ignited the gift and you are operating in the gift, but you have left something that brought you where you are. And God begins to say, it's time to return to And so now church has become, you, you, you talk to people, everybody wants to become a part of a certain kind of church in order to, to, to so that when they are, they are, that when they are marrying, um, 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 they will have more people to come for their wedding. Am I talking to somebody here? So that when they are married, they will have a certain group of people to come for their wedding. And this is why a lot of young ministers are struggling to do church work because you see, you see, when they come and they see, they're like, ah, a pastor that I am older than, I can never become a part of this church. Where is the person? Why is the person? Uh, Why is the person? A pastor that I am older than, I cannot become a part of his church. As we begin to go around and do this ministry that we are doing, you see, if I were to be a teacher, can you imagine that? I started preaching in 2004. Let's say that if I started teaching in 2004, uh, and I've been doing government work to, to now. If I were a medical doctor, am I not supposed to be a senior medical doctor? It's not true. 
If I were to even to be a, 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 a car repairer or a mechanic in the mechanic shop, by that time, by this time, I did not call me Massa Micah. Am I, wouldn't I become a Massa with boys all around me? Massa Micah. It is only in ministry when we come around you find out that even people that have been in the church they how far did we get all the way from where our fathers gave us the church to now that even dicknesses in church are witches and wizards well, how far have we gotten I want to show you four, four things we need to know about the culture of the kingdom. The first thing, Papa has already spoken about it. That the, king, the first kingdom culture is the culture of spiritual intelligence. The culture of spiritual intelligence. Somebody said the culture of spiritual intelligence. John chapter 4 verse 23 and 24. I will not spend much time here because Papa has already spoken about my point. I was telling you that I told him, you've already helped me. You've, I was just thinking, how will I be explaining this thing? Listen. Man must be spiritual or he's finished. And on spiritual pastor is going nowhere. And on spiritual Christian is going nowhere. It looks like the children of the world are more wiser than the children of the light. I preached this year about three years ago about the help of spirits. That when these worldly guys are going for a job interview, they go look for power. When they are going for a travel interview, they go look for a certain fetish priest or a prophet. When they are preparing to marry, they start looking for something to protect them. When they are footballers, they look for things to do because they understand the power of the realm of the spirit. But we who are in church, Jesus, why in a fatawo? Why in a fatawo? Why in a fatawo? That same person is having dreams, and in the dreams, people are sleeping here. Come on, man, stars are who do all that. Hey, 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 Bishop is here. I can't, I'm, I'm shy, I'm shy. Now, the same person is under demonic molestation, and they are saying, Oh, this thing is normal. We have turned the church into just a simple ritual or something we just come to do sit down you know i, I was starting with i was telling them that this thing we need to stop this thing of just dragging yourself from church from the house to just come and sit in church and listen to something and go home we must make it a mind that when we come to church we come with an expectation that by the time i come lord this thing i am looking for even a call from the man of god should change my life I remember we live in a generation everybody saying all these prophets are liars and thieves looking for your money looking for your sisters looking for your sons 
but I came to tell somebody tonight my Bible said believe the Lord and you shall be established he said believe his prophets and you shall prosper listen to me somebody your prosperity is in my pocket if I am a prophet it is in my pocket if I took on satan he said by a prophet the Lord brought Israel out of captivity he said and by a prophet was he preserved Listen, listen, listen. A lot of Christians are battered and tattered in life because they've decided not to understand spiritual intelligence in the place of the anointing that speaks to override systems. I speak over somebody's life tonight. Adi, who am I talking to tonight? Any hindrance over your life? I speak over it now. Be loose now. Jump and shout, I receive it. The loudest amen, receive it now. Seven people with the loudest amen. Receive it now. Sit down for me, somebody. Sit down for me, somebody. Am I talking to somebody here? Maminka semu echimu. Eh? Adibia wuya wabrabumu bia wudi wanyansa ya nyeye bia. Nuse wanyansa na wuya no enyeye. What did I mention? This your marriage that is doing some way. Your business. You have done every... You have done all the system. You even did economics in school. That thing is not why. Don't you have sense to tell you that no, I need something else? Because the woman who is also selling by your side, that woman has gone to get some anointed oil, has poured in the front, and every day people are coming there, even with an ugly in coat face. You are saying, But you who said I am a God, I carry the spirit of God with me. You are beaten by life. It is a shame. It is a shame. And today. We have people who are going all over the place telling, hey, all this anointing oil, there's nothing anointing. They are only throwing oil, they are pouring oil on your life. Ah, pour, 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 nothing. Me, when they pour, every oil that has touched my head has changed my life. I don't know about you. Every hand that has been laid on me, I've seen results. Every hand. Anytime, we have to be spiritual. The first culture is the culture of spiritual intelligence. Anytime the people, anybody lays hands on me and said, I pray for, right after that, I said, wow. So this is how my life has changed. Wow. I can't believe it. I live there. I have a book of prophecies. I write down on 24 days. Reverend days. Prayed for me concerning this. So anytime I begin to see something, I say, ah, but was it a prayer made? I go back alone and say, ah, ah, no, this can't happen. Within the space of an hour or two, something is overridden because I understand how to provoke graces and anointings in the realm of the spirit. I'm not talking to somebody here, somebody, tonight. And so we have to understand that we are the children of God, but there are a lot of disadvantages. I was chatting with somebody. I was chatting with somebody recently. I was telling the person, I think Papa was preaching two days ago. I almost interjected. I was telling them, me, I'm a prophet. I don't need all these your principles about money. I don't need it. All this, when you get money, do this, save this. Papa, all these Akawa boys, do they have principles of um, money? All these uh, financial strategies, the four quadrants, saving, investment, uh, business. Uh, 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 do they have all those? They buy whatever they want to buy. 
because they understand that they've gone to Benin. A certain grandmaster has done something for them. And so they don't care as long as grandmaster is alive. I'm a child of a lion. He said, when I go to heaven, I walk on gold. No, I don't want the gold in heaven. I want it here. I prophesy over somebody. In this life, you walk on gold. Am I talking to somebody here? Sit down for one minute for me. Sit down for me. Please sit down for me. In heaven, I walk on gold. I don't want the one in heaven. I want the... If I walk on gold in heaven, gold, I won't spend it in heaven. He just speaks to us that the Bible says Christ became poor so that through his poverty we might become rich. The word poor is there is talking about physical poverty. I want to do theological debate with me. I said the word poor there is physical. It means having nothing. He had no house. He had no car. He had no donkey. Everything he used, he borrowed. He didn't have a boat. He borrowed Peter's boat. He borrowed Peter's house. He borrowed John the ba- He borrowed John's home. He borrowed a donkey. He borrowed a tomb. He, everything he owned was borrowed. So that me, I will not borrow. I speak over somebody's life. Tonight, grace is coming upon your life. Adelia Kalasata. Mandea Palia. Epasola. Epandila. Epentala. scriptures are in the Bible. Yes. They are in the Bible. We have seen them. We have read them. We have quoted them. As I even quote, I don't even know where it is. I've quoted by you. You know where it is. But you're not seeing the thing working. Am I trying to preach? Am I trying? We have to have spiritual intelligence. Sit down for one minute. My time. I'm checking. Me. I'm a man of my time. Hey, help me, Lord, to do this thing. The second culture of the kingdom is called the kingdom of expansionism. The culture of expansionism, not the kingdom. The second culture of the kingdom is called the culture of expansionism. The whole of this week we've been talking about Genesis chapter 1 where God's original intent for man because we already, we've gone through the scriptures just look for it and put it there anyway what is this culture? The, the idea of this culture of the kingdom, when you look through the Bible from Genesis, the first man, God said it is not good for him to be alone what does it mean to be alone? Let's come a bit. what does it mean to be alone? it means to be alone it is not good for the man to be alone what does it mean to be alone? It means to be alone. If God says something is not good, then it is not good. He said, I will make. So God is the one who wrote the curriculum of multiplication. That's what I'm talking about. The culture of multiplication. The culture of increase. The culture that anything entrusted into you is meant to grow. It is not meant to die. It is not meant to deteriorate. So he said to Adam, be fruitful and multiply. Am I talking to somebody here tonight? So the culture of expansionism of the kingdom is, is that God created everything to multiply. Even the sun multiplies itself in every one of us. It is the sun that produces 
helps plants to produce food in order to be sustained we also get that same form of energy from the food that is called light energy converted into chemical energy which we have and we convert it into potential energy and sometimes heat energy when you say i'm sweating is heat energy is being produced i'm burning energy it's coming from the sun even the sun does not want to live alone but you you said i want to be alone Even the sun is million miles away. It's able to travel and reach us. You, you said Brekum is where you want to be. Brekum is the end of my life. Even birds of the air, they have something they call migration. We learned it in school. That they are able to travel every now when the weather changes. Even when the weather changes, they're like, I'm moving to this place to have some enjoyment. Then when they, when they find out, they will hear some news. Oh, in um, Sunyani, there's a place called Kotokrom. That's where I'm coming from. In Kotokrom, there's some fine fruits there. Then they'll travel from Cape Coast. Let's go to Sunyani. They come enjoy. Then they hear, oh, there's some in Tamale. They, they, they migrate all over the place. I speak over somebody's life. A year by this time, you'll be in London. You'll be in Cape Town. You'll be in Shanghai. You'll be in Kazakhstan. You'll be in Kazakhstan. You'll be in Bulgaria. You'll be in Nigeria. Who am I talking to tonight? Somebody sit down for me for one minute. Listen, we have to understand everything. Jesus gave a parable in the book of Matthew 25, 14, where he talks about the fact that the kingdom of God is like a certain man who traveled before he traveled he gave talent money to three servants and he said and he gave unto them according to their several abilities the first one five the second one two the last one one and he left when he came back the one who had five got ten he said that good and faithful servant you have been faithful very little now have more have what more the one who had two he said that good and faithful servant you have been faithful. Look at it. It is there. You have been faithful by a little. Now have more. The one had one. He said, my Lord, I know that you are a hard man. And that you reap from where you do not sow. The way you are, I was, I was sure that if I lose this one that I have, you will finish me. And so I dug the ground and I hid it. Many Christians have hidden their God-given abilities. Their latent power is hidden in them because they are afraid of losing in the first place. Some are also afraid of criticism and attacks. They are afraid of people calling them. And so, have you, as you also started church, what is he trying to do? I tell people when we started out, when, when I, I started, I went to church planting. When you come and meet me and I'm sweeping my place, I'm sweeping. I was the, the head pastor, I was the chorister, I was the keyboardist, I was the drama. Keyboardist without a keyboard, drama without a drama, um, a speaker without speakers. Now, when people are passing by, they ask me, ah, so you have started church? I said, yes, I've started church. He said, so are you the, 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 are you, who is the pastor? I said, me, is it, are you the one or we should wait for another one? I said, I am the one. No one is coming in this place. I had people ask me this question over and over and over again. They were trying to intimidate me, but I had one talent. I said, my talent must grow. I cannot let this one talent be buried in the ground. Nobody will speak me down because my destiny cannot stop here. The road does not end in Sunyane. It goes to the nations of the earth. Who am I talking to tonight? We must expand. It's the culture of the kingdom. We must expand. It is not enough for us to be here. 
It's not enough. And I keep telling, please have a, your seat again. I keep saying this to pastors. I tell pastor, look, pastors, let's expand our ministries beyond our church. There is something, I, 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 initially I thought it was going to be the Art of Ministry Conference. I was going to come and teach on, um, uh, what do we call it? The church and ministry. Another day I will come and teach. You see, the, when we, church is that, I have, I, I have revivalist preach on church today. Is it not true? Now the word you use is the generic term for church. But the church that all pastors know is the Sunday meeting. Yeah, yeah. Sunday, my diary, my back, sorry, my preacher. Hello, sister. Oh, yeah. 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 Hey, now we're a crown of oil. Oh, you. Hey, now I'm going to say, you. Now we're not here anymore. Matter of time, you're drooping. Thursday, I say, I'm about you. You're missing out there. Hey, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, you. Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. That's what we call church. That one. I want to say something, but I don't know if I can say or I cannot say. That one is the reason why a lot of pastors are grounded because you've limited your ministry to only the people in your church. Yes. Because Jesus said, other sheep I have which are not in this church. Listen, I am here. I have other members. If you come and see our church, you're like, ah, is this? No, these are not all. The, ah, I have other members. Member, I have members in China. I have, I have never been there. I've never sat in a plane that has gone even to. I have members in Nigeria. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not speaking by prophecy. I'm not like saying one day I'll have. I have mem. I have other members in Nigeria. I have other members in South Africa. I have never been there. Because I told myself, I cannot just limit my ministry to just these few people I have. And let me tell you this, pastors. The reason why I usually check because I'm a young minister, I'm not like grandpa, a bishop here. Yeah, he's my grandpa. I don't know about you, but he's my grandpa. Grandpa, bishop, and then Reverend S. and Papa. I'm not like, I'm a young minister. I'm talking to young ministers that are here. Am I talking to you? Most of you, your problem is that you are always complaining. The head pastor, they've not sent us money for keyboard. They've not sent us money for the lamp. When I went to church, which head pastor sent me money? When I went to start church, which head pastor sent me money to pay for drums? And do you think that it is those four people that were there? Actually, there were three. Sometimes I will, even this year I remember ah, one day I went to church, nobody was there. I was happy. I sat down, pressed my phone, finished and prayed and left. Another time I went, nobody was there. That time we were buying things. Where did the money come from? Come from. It, where did the money come from? It came from other sheep that I have, which are not here. Am I talking to somebody here? We must learn to take advantage of every medium. This is why you must write books. This is why we write books. This is why we decide to invite ourselves or we allow ourselves to be invited to places. Because as I've been invited here, there are some of you, if I invite you to my church, you will never come. Have you ever been to my church before? But today I'm blessing you. One day I may meet you by the station. You say, ah, prophet, let me pay your lorry fare. Other sheep, other sheep I have. Am I talking to somebody here? Ah, no, the young pastors don't like the message. Hey, they, they don't like the message. 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 
That is how I have done everything. That's how I've done everything. You know? Because ah, you find out that at the end of the Sunday, the offering 150. So, so by the end of the month, the offering like 700 cities or 300 cities or something. Then we buy keyboard, 5,000 cities, drums, 5,000 speakers, 8,000 cities. We buy. No, no, that is like 15 years of ministry. It should take us 15 years of ministry to do that. If we have to do it the way, because listen to me, God does not want you to just be stuck in one spot. How am I preaching this word? You should not be stuck in one spot. I'm in Kotokrom. This morning I was counseling somebody in Nigeria, in Lagos. I said, next day I'll be coming to Abuja. But I don't know if I'll come to Lagos. But I said, if you come to Lagos, if you come to Abuja, I will come there. I have never. Let me show you a story. Before my wife got pregnant, they said, eh, eh, is it like, okay, it's not, it's not anything. Eh, eh. Sometimes the testimony, we can't share them. Because if you share them, eh, I said, my wife, share Secondly, put it off. I've never met her like this. It was through Facebook. I was just sent me a message. She said, Prophet, do you believe in type? I said, why not? So I would have used theological whatever to say, ah, you know, the type is down waiting. You know, it's now New Testament. Now we give freely whatever. Ah, some obi better will say, yeah, yeah, Do you believe in type? I said, yes. It's her saying. She sent me type of 1,000 cities, 1,200. I was like, what work do you do to give type 1,020? The next month, she sent another one. 1,000, I her. Next month, 1,000, her. So I went, I, I, I said, I want to help you. That's what I told her. You have, they say, Odivo didi miana. I said, I want to help you. I said, there's something wrong. I said, yes, this is the problem. Um, we are having a problem with childbearing. First, second, third, even the third one, the baby died when she was pregnant six months in the womb. So now it's like all like and 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 as at the time I told her she was like three months pregnant and that one too the doctor had said he said the womb can't hold the baby, so I spoke over here I prayed for her and I told her that this is on online or not she didn't come to our church I mean online, I prayed for her other other members I prayed for her and I told her you have your child in peace all the doctor said it's not possible. And she told me, she said that, it's a powerful testimony. He said, even when he got to the seventh month, the doctor said, no, the baby, even they're afraid. Because if they bring, they have to put the baby in there. And they don't know if she will die or the baby will die. Then she said, anytime they said it, she used to come back to my SM, my message where I said, you have your baby in peace and not in peace. That's spiritual intelligence. That I believe the word of a prophet. And by the grace of God, she gave birth, bouncing baby girl. I don't know if bouncing is better for baby girl. But a bouncing baby girl, bouncing all over the place. And Baba, do you know what she did? She and her husband, they called us. They said, oh, because that time my wife was praying. I said, we want to do something for you. I want to buy everything the baby needs from day one to one year. They bought everything. Diapers, clothing, baby food, whatever. Hey, hey. Even, I never knew that there's even rubber we put diapers inside. It has perfume. It's aromatic. I, they, they, we don't even, I've never seen some in my life. Everything. Sardines. Boxes. Milk, I'm, I'm, I'm crema, and they shipped it by air. I prophesy over somebody. Every other members, listen. I'm crema, but you even went for it. 
They brought everything. They, they, they brought it to the house like sometime. Mommy, what did you Aha, yes. I'm not talking to somebody here. If I had waited, I mean, because when I found out how much they spent, they have spent over 4,000 pounds. That's like 40,000 Ghana cities. Other members, expansionism. I can't continue my message. Let's just end here and pray. Marco Zobala. Sit down for one minute again. Sit down for one minute again. Somebody say, Adam Members. Be there, be saying, hey, you know, we are waiting for the headquarters to send us money. We are waiting for. Uh, be there. When there are a lot of UPS, I expect you for to pray game. Or be a certain come. Or be a preacher train. Or to say, nyang nyang nyang. No, if I'm trying, then clap for me. If I'm trying, if I'm trying, if I'm trying, other members. Am I talking to somebody here tonight? Now, that the, the last culture, the third culture, this I'll just do it quick. The third culture is called the culture of teaching and more teaching. You see, the points are heavy. That's why I, I couldn't just. The culture of teaching and more teaching. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. Let's run with this. The culture of teaching and more teaching. Listen to me. Look at the culture of teaching and more teaching. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. Let's go. We are going to go fast, okay? Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Let's go. The Lord. Okay. Uh, did I miss something? The Lord is one. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Verse 6. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart. In where? In where? God goes on to say it is not enough to be in your heart. Now look what God says in, in verse 7. And thou shalt teach them diligently. What does it mean to teach diligently? It means to work hard in teaching. It's not just you just come on Sunday, we have taught you we are done the whole week. How can you go the whole week without listening to any message? A whole week. You come and listen. You come to church listen to uh, two hours. Come to church for two hours. You are done a whole week. No, you can't be a prophet like this. No, you can't be a kingdom gladiator like this. No, you can't be a man of God. He said, and thou shalt be diligent unto thy children and, and shalt talk of them when thy sitters down in thy house. He says that the kingdom is that fathers must teach their children even when they are sitting. And when thou walkest by the way, when you are walking, you must be teaching and when thou liest down, when you reach home, and it's time for us to sleep, the moment you lie down, hey, you saw jeans, jeans, you have jeans and that, you belt, belt, you have belt When thou liest down, you ask him, ah, Kojo, make sure you pray because concerning this thing, he said, when thou liest down, you should be teaching. What should you be teaching? Thou shalt love the Lord, the God, with all your mind, with all your soul. That's what he's saying. He said, when you lie down, you should be teaching. Look at it. And when you rise up, you should be teaching. The kingdom of God is about teaching and more teaching. He said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the way. It doesn't come by hearing. It comes by hearing and hearing again. The messages we preach, we must repeat them and repeat them again. 
If I preach on financial empowerment and I find out that at the end of the day, the people are still not empowered financially, I have failed. I have not tried. I have not done. I have to preach it till the, the, it comes into view. Am I talking to somebody here? And so we have to come to an We are in a rushing. This generation is a fast food generation. Prophesy and everything will change. Yes, it's true. Let me show you something that happened many years ago. A certain father, one of the fathers, one of the fathers outside the country, he had a very serious scandal. And the scandal was that most of the people he traveled to preach for and he healed them. He's a white. Healed them after like six months. They found out that the people had gone. Six months later, was four months later, and people made it look like he was a false prophet. They wrote letters and things against him. It was not his fault. The people didn't know that it was a demon that had taken over them. And when they were healed, they went back into their sin. And when they were healed, they went back into their former life. And when they were healed, their eyes were open. They did not understand how to stay in the kingdom. They didn't know. Nobody was there to teach them. And most of them too, they were too excited that church was not a problem. Papa, when I was in SHS, I prayed for a lady. She's still not a Christian. She died. I mean died. Her name is Monica. She was one of those crazy ladies. She died. They even arranged to go and bring a car to come and pick her. They had sent people to the entrance in SHS. I got there. We we're about to have SUV. I said, what's going on? She said, she's lively. We touch everything. Nothing. We lay hands on her. I prayed. I mentioned her name. Prayed, prayed. We prayed. It's not like the other side can rise up. No. I won't stand here and lie. We prayed, prayed, prayed. Then she came back to life. A month later, she was the one leading people to go for entertainment. And when you go and see her in the entertainment, she's doing things. You will not believe this is the one that... Then do you know what happened? She started having all kinds of sickness today. Asthma, the next day, whatever. The next day, whatever. The next day, till today. Till today. She's still not a Christian. These are the ones they said that it is impossible for them. Because they've tasted. They have seen. They have heard. They say so. They still say amen. Listen, pastors, church members, don't get bored with us when we teach you. Don't get bored. Don't get angry. Don't quickly run away and go and look for prophets like me to prophesy. Don't be in a hurry. Because every prophecy that comes into you, because remember, God had already, this was Deuteronomy. They had not entered the promised land. Okay, they had entered the promised land because this was a second generation, the next generation. But when the promised land, God was saying that in this land I'm going to prosper you, but this is what you must do. The prophecy has been released, but I expect you to love the Lord your God. So listen, if we just prophesy to you, and we lay oil on you. We lay legs, lay hands, lay stomach, lay buttocks. And we don't teach you. You will fail. At the end of the day, you make it look like we have, we have taught you wrongly. But it wasn't us. Yeah, Kassan, one fact. They now, yeah, 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 kingdom leaders. No one, man, sorry. Who's in there? Who's in there? But you don't know that we must teach and teach again so that you can have substance. What sorry for 20 years? 
something is wrong with you. Yes. I was for 20 years. What I saw some day now, one God do it. You say, Pastor, why? Why? Because there is no teaching and more teaching. My last point. My last point. My last point. My last point. The culture of the kingdom is mentorship and followership. And then I'm done. The culture of mentorship and followership. What is the culture of mentorship and followership? The culture of mentorship and followership is that whatever you will become in life will be a product of somebody who has become what you want to become. In other words, what is mentorship? Mentorship is tasting success without the wasted years. Is having success without wasting your years. Mentorship is tasting success through the pain of another man. Church members, listen to me. When you come to church and your pastor is teaching you, counseling you, advising you, he's actually doing taking to a mentorship process. He doesn't want you to suffer like he suffered. What is mentorship? It is tasting success through the pain of another man. Now, there are two ways of learning in this life. You either learn by experience or you learn by, you learn by mentorship. Now, the learning by experience is most of the times unapplicable by the one who has learned it. A parent who has had a very bad marriage, let's say, your mother got married seven, married with seven, um, what do we call it, seven men. First man, the lesson she learned was that, maybe she learned the lesson that um, as a woman, you must do this, you shouldn't do this. It could be that what she has learned is still the wrong one. Because one plus one is two. But aside that two, you can get another two million un uncountable false answers. Somebody say one plus one is zero. One plus one is negative one. One plus one is negative two. One plus one is negative four. So the fact that you got negative four doesn't mean you have learned the right answer. Do you understand? The fact that you got it wrong, you say, ah, I've learned the hard way. Ah. You have simply just learned one way of failing in life. When you fail, eh, you have learned one of the ways of failing. You have still not learned how to succeed. That's why people who fail keep failing. Because you have chosen to learn by your own experience. That's what you are saying that I don't want to learn by the <laughs> Then he too told the same line his father told. That is why actually poverty is transgenerational. 
because we keep learning from poor people Your grandfather was poor. He gave birth to your poor father. Your poor father gave birth to you. You think you'll be rich? <laughs> this is a serious thing. And, and I was telling, and I, tried to ask them, I, I asked them, I asked a question. I said, how many of you have anybody that when they are talking, they say, oh, I just spent 10,000. I just spent 7,000. I just gave somebody 2,000. I just gave somebody. Everybody know. And I said, hey, this is dangerous. This is dangerous. Your grandfather was poor. Your father was poor. You too. You are broke. Listen. You are going to be poor. It's just the normal. Because you, you, are, you may think that, oh, you know, we, we are the new blood. We have fle- fresh blood in us. We will do more. You will also, your father had more visions than you. Your father had more. You wanted to become a pastor. <laughs> A pilot. <laughs> hey, he ended up becoming a something. I won't mention any job so that somebody will feel offended. So he ended up becoming something. And at the end of the day, he became a nobody. And you too, towing the same line. When you chat with the rich, they say a lot of things. They begin to counsel you. I have mentorship concerning everything in life. Me, I'm not like you. As for me, I have a, a financial mentor. I have financial mentor, people I receive advice from with regards to money. I have mentors in the area of the area of the prophetic ministry. I have mentors in ministry. I have mentors in I listen, I listen, and I listen. I keep listening. Because until then, I have to tell the same line. Because me papa no papa nyeskani. Me papa nyeskani. Me papa nyesofu nti me no. Me nim sofu diye. Me papa nyesofu. Me mami a nyesofu nyesofu. It's not an issue. I therefore need another father to follow. Am I talking? The culture of the kingdom is to follow. God created Adam to follow, but Adam said, I will not follow. I will follow the devil. Papa said, who you follow determines what follows. God said, there are two trees in the garden. The tree of life. The tree. Do you know God never said, never eat the tree of life? <coughs> eat the tree of life. He never said, never eat it. So they were allowed to eat it. Then, the devil came and said, follow me. Eat the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And what did they do? They went forward and ate. They followed the devil. What did they get? They got death. If they had followed God, they would have had dominion. Listen. Your followership will determine what you will become in the future. Listen. Your mentor is a picture of your future. Your mentor is a, is a, is a portrait of what you can become. Who advises you is as important as who you are. Who you listen to is as important as who you are and who you ever be. Who you listen to. Let me give you a powerful story in the Bible, then we pray. Second Kings, chapter 2. The Bible says that there was a young man. His name was Elisha. And his father was Elijah. 
Second Kings chapter 2. Verse 2. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to battle. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to battle. Now, when you read it, you find that he keeps saying the same things. From battle, they went to Gilgal. From Gilgal, they went to Jericho. From Jericho, they crossed the Jordan. You know the story. And the mantle fell. Every time Elijah told Elisha, go back. Elisha said, as long as God lives. By the way, will God die? What is he trying to tell him? He's trying to say, my followership of you is still... It's still there's no God. This generation of Christians, we are too lazy when it comes to following. Your father has written a book, you've not read it. Yet you are trusting God. When we are doing impartation, you lift all your hands and your legs. What are you receiving? You can invest into your shoes, you can't invest into your father. As long as he's saying that, my responsibility is for you to live as long as the Lord lives and your soul is alive. Where am I going? I'm going nowhere. I have a responsibility to keep you alive. He's simply telling Elijah, as long as you are alive, it is my responsibility to be around, to serve you, and to keep you alive, and to make sure you keep doing this work, and to make sure you keep flourishing and advancing. And look at verse 5. Look at verse 5. Look at verse 5. Let me show you something. Verse 5, verse 6. Verse 5. Quickly, let's go. Now look at this. And the sons of the prophets. Who are the sons of the prophets? They were other, they were, there was a school where prophets were being trained. And Elisha was one of those people. Because when you read the, the, the text, when you go back to 1 Kings, you find out that Elisha had already been his servant. The time Elijah went to call Elisha, he was already his son. But at that time, he had not fully committed himself to following Elijah. So when Elijah, Elijah went to call Elijah, he quickly bent everything, destroyed his business, killed his cows and did a party for them and said, I'm not coming back again from following. Are you following? So the sons of the prophets, that were at Jericho came to Elijah and said unto him, do you know that the Lord is about to take your father, I'm about to end, away from you today how did they know they too had spiritual insight they were also prophets they could see just like their sons in quote foolish sons who claim they too can see and prophesy and so they have more than enough when God is coming to take a major pro the major prophet in town you are coming to ask one of his members do you know and they stood afar just watching that the Lord is about to take your father away look what he says he said, get off, I know. Look at it. Verse 6. Verse 6. And Elijah said unto him again, tarry here. I think you've jumped Gilgal. Okay, take us back to, take us back to. Yeah, this place. Okay. I want you to understand that most of the times, the people who stop us from serving God are pastors. The people have become systems that have stopped the move of God in our generation. The revival that is coming are pastors. The people who are trying to stop Elijah from receiving the double portion were pastors. They were, they were
also see. They could also see. Because Elijah didn't tell them the Lord is coming for me. So they too in the secret place saw that the Lord is coming for Elijah. And they came to tell him that, you know what? Just find a place to go and let your father go. But the Bible says right after Gilgal, they go to Jericho. From Jericho, they go to Jordan. From Jericho, right by crossing the Jordan, the Bible says a certain spirit came and took Elijah up into heaven. And another spirit landed upon, take us to that part, landed upon Elijah. And the same sons of the prophets, are you following me somebody? They stood from afar and they saw that grace had come upon Elijah. And they said, surely, the spirit of, the, of, of Elijah rested upon Elisha. And you know what they did? The same people now came to him and said, now therefore we are your servants. Send us. Are you following what I'm saying? That way you know how to follow and follow well. The same people that said you cannot do it. They will come back to you and say, make me your son. Make me your servant. I want you to be on your feet. want to pray. Make me God. Make me your son. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand, somebody. Say, my father, my maker. No, you are not ready. I have, I have five minutes. Oh, I have two minutes. This time is, is wrong. Anyway, let's use this time instead. Yeah. Lift up your hand. Just one minute. I'm going to lead us to pray for just one minute. Just one minute. How many of you believe that we have had such a week? Such a week. Listen. It was at Jordan. If Elijah had quit, Elijah had quit at Jericho, he wouldn't have had it. I'm going to lead us to pray and I'll invite Papa to come and release a blessing, an anointing on us. Are you following me? Are you following me? Because we have followed, we have tarried for long. Do I have people here who are hungry for God's grace? They are hungry for an anointing. Lift up your right hand and say, My father, my maker. My, my father, father, my maker. Place something upon my life. Place something upon my that life. That will make my generation. That will make my generation. To come and look for me. 